Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, of course, we know that COVID-19, <clears throat> pardon me, certainly didn't do the nightclub industry any favours. Um, it hasn't done the bar industry, and the hotel industry, and the hospitality industry in general any favours because most have been closed um, for God knows how long. Thankfully, the hotel's back open again. Uh, and by July, it certainly looks like uh, the indoor dining and drinking will be allowed again. But where does that leave the nightclub industry? We don't know yet. We don't know how long it's going to be before we can have a group of a thousand people on a dance floor heaving and jumping around. Now, they've done some experiments, of course, in the UK already, which seemed to work out fairly well, by the way. In Liverpool, they did a great one with a thousand people at a nightclub, and it seemed to work fairly well. But I think it's going to be a while because of the cautiousness, or some people believe maybe overcautiousness. But in saying that, the nightclub industry in itself had already had a bit of a shaky run between, say, 2005, maybe 2007, right up to recently anyway. I think a lot of things like the smoking ban, the change in lifestyle, people going to college didn't have as same money as people would have had in the 70s and 80s, um, you know, because people in the 70s and 80s would have went straight to work. So they had more money. So the nightclubs were busy five and six nights a week. Whereas more recently, they were only busy on Friday and Saturday nights. So they were already in trouble. The music has changed. A lot of things have changed. And I want to know what nightclub, you know, we, we all remember the great nightclubs of all over the country, of Dublin, Limerick, Cork and Galway. What were your favourite nightclubs? Which ones did you go to? Where did you meet your other half? And maybe you could tell us a little kind of story or a ditty about where you met them and how you met them and who the DJ was and what he played. I can remember them all because I worked in them all at one point or another. And also to another man, Ian is on the line. Ian, good afternoon to you. Niall, how's things? Uh, Ian, you worked, you've worked in the nightclub industry all your life. Yeah, I did. Yeah, for, I think from about 1985. Okay. Up, up to last year. Up to, <laughs> it, up to it, last it, February, it's essentially. Quite a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I was, I was more of a promoter um, but from 2018 onwards. But if you go back to, say, the very early days of the 80s, like I just have a list here in front of me of at one stage in Dublin, between the late 80s and to the mid to late 90s, we had 26 nightclubs operating in Dublin. And I don't think that's ever going to come back. That's never going to go happen again. But I mean, I think that's a lot to do with that is uh, the change in times. Because one of the, the main reasons, one of the main reasons I think this has happened is we don't really have a youth culture anymore like we did in the 80s. And we 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 had a big one in the 90s and we had, you know, when you say youth culture, uh, something that brought people together, I suppose we had house music brought people together, techno brought people together. In the 80s, it was the kind of acid music brought people together. Those kind of different cultures, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, you can, you can, go, you can go as far, far back as where youth culture was developed around music styles. So you can go back to as far as, you know, you can go back to the 70s where glam rock made a big impact. Then this mid-70s, you had punk rock. And new romantics, the mods. New romantics, yeah, new romantics. I mean, you had the Blitz Club in London that opened up and made a huge impact. And then you go right through the 80s and then up to the late 80s, early 90s, house music and dance music was a huge part of youth culture. And we, we just don't have that anymore. And I think a lot of that is basically to do with, obviously different ways to access your music. You know, if you go back to those times... You had to buy a record. Yeah, had and, to buy and, a record. And everything yeah. was in the top 30. So yeah. we, everybody so everybody was yeah, listening to of, the same music. We were all listening to the same songs. Well, I think you were, but I mean, I think a lot, a lot of... Like, music music and youth culture were always also based around fashion as well. 
So, I mean, that made a huge impact and that was a big part of it. But, like, if you could go back down the years and you could, you could mention off Rattle 23, 26 nightclubs that were all operating in Dublin at one time and every single one of them were busy. I mean, some of them were busy six, some of them were busy seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think, as you said, like, students don't have the money now. I mean, if you go back to the 90s, when, when people left school, they went straight into jobs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So they were always, they always had money in their pockets. There's so many different ways to access music now. I mean, it, the sky is the limit. Whereas back then, you saw maybe your favorite couple, of, your favorite songs on top of the pops. You couldn't wait to get out on the ne- on Friday night to dance to them. Or you could, if you had the money, you could go down and you could buy them. Whereas now, everything is everything is literally free. You can have a nightclub in your front room now. And anybody can be a YouTube, DJ. With a YouTube playlist. Yeah. Well, anybody is a DJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's good to see other people getting into the market but it's a lot easier now but I, I just think I don't think I know um, Robbie and do you look back do you look back at it now with, sorry for interrupting you but do you look back at it now no. with a level of sadness because it brought people together a lot of people end up getting married who met in nightclubs now I know there's different ways people meet nowadays online with dating sites and all that kind of carry on but can you ever see it? Uh, look, we we have to obviously acknowledge that COVID nineteen has done a lot of damage to it as well. Probably oh, yeah, the final, yeah. I think, probably the final nail in the coffin. Am I wrong? Do you think? No, I think it's. I think I think it is because I think a lot of venues, like as a promoter, I was using a couple of venues in the city centre, and some of them around the country, they, they're not going to reopen again. So that's going to do an awful lot of damage to me personally and to other promoters as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think people will always want to go out and be entertained, and people will. People will always want to dance now. I mean, if you look at even before the pandemic, any events I've been to or any events I've run, people were just jumping around, dancing on the floor. These are all people in their 30s and their 40s. So maybe maybe they're the only ones that do want to dance. But in relation to back in the day when, let's say, you worked in Rumours or you worked in Club M or I worked somewhere else, they were those people are all aged between, we say, eighteen and twenty-two, twenty-three. That age group is not interested in the nightclub anymore. They're not. They, they, they don't. They don't know what it is anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's it's totally alien to them. You you, know, you're talking like, about the eighteen-year-olds now. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who's eighteen, eighteen or twenty now, like the nightclub nightclubs are not that important to them because they have too many other distractions. I mean, there's so many other options they have out there to enjoy themselves. And I mean, the nightclub. I, I think we've three nightclubs left in Dublin now, Nyla. Yeah, three, right. maybe, maybe, maybe at a push, we might have three. And those that, three that's, are not that's, even that's sure a, to That's a drastic change from, and, and those, even those three that you talk about, I don't want to mention the names of any particular nightclubs, yeah. Yeah, but, unless obviously they're, they're long gone. But those three nightclubs that you talk about, they will even struggle to get, you know, a, a good crowd in five, six nights a week. When, when obviously the nightclubs get to reopen again, if in fact they get to reopen again, I suppose, in the near future. But in our day, I said, when we go back to the 80s and the 90s, particularly the 90s as well, you had, as you mentioned, 26 nightclubs operating six nights a week, at least Sunday, when yeah. some of the days that the, some of them closed because of the licensing laws. And they would yeah. be full on most of those nights. And charging 15 euro in. Uh, can you imagine asking an 18-year-old for 15 quid just to listen to music now? They, they, they'd laugh at you. Yeah, even to get up and dance. To, to, like, it's a, if you want to be in a nightclub environment, back in the day, it was a great place to be and you didn't mind paying 10 or 15 pound in because it was just a fantastic atmosphere and you listen to, you, you always said there was some groundbreaking music in it, there was great DJs and, you know, it, I think, I think, any of the clubs that are still open, I don't think they will open again. I really don't. I hope they do, 
But if they do open, I think it could be one night a week. I mean, we're never going to get back to the six, seven nights a week ever again. Obviously, for the reasons that, uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you. Yeah. And it, it is really, really, really sad. But the, the venues that are not going to open up again is going to even affect it. So most of them are being bought up. Going to be going to become hotels. They're going apartment to become apartments. blocks. Yeah, I've, I know of one or two that are becoming apartment blocks. Famous ones. Well, we yeah, and I know one very, very well-known nightclub in Dublin that was an institution in this country, not even a government in the country, is going to be turned into a fitness, health and fitness uh, centre. Mm. I mean, it's, look, it's a sign of the times. And if you, you kind of do, look, I think you do now look back at it with great, great affection like I do as well. Well, but I made a great living out of years of yes. anything else. So I'm, from that point of view, I'm going to sadly miss it. But stay there because I want to go to John as well. John, you're an Ireland's classic. Yeah. John, you used to be a DJ. I was, I was a DJ in the, uh, the Afro spot just around the corner from the apartment. And I actually used to dance in the apartment before I went. Your, li- your, your line is a little bit bad. It's a bit muffled. Are you on a speaker or something there? Uh, I am. Will okay. I switch off the speaker? Yeah, um, I would prefer if you did. That'd be great, yeah. Yeah, just, wait, let me just switch. Yeah. Second. That's, that's much better, John. Okay, so you were right, a DJ okay, in the see, Afro spot. All right, now I have you. Okay. Now, sorry about that. Yeah, as I was saying, um, I was a DJ in the Afro spot, um, which was just around the corner from the apartment. And uh, I used to go to the apartment uh, myself before I got involved with the Afro spot. But that was a, that was an amazing place because I mean there was no real um, alcohol sold in it. There was there was no drugs went on in it. But it was a great dance uh, and it was a culture because it was with people who liked the new romantic alternative type music, you know. So it was an institution. Have you asked your average eighteen year old nowadays what's a new romantic? They wouldn't have a clue what you were talking about. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't have a clue. And, and this is what Ian was talking about a few minutes ago. In those days, there was a lot of different types of cultures and, and groupings that brought people together, like the New Romantics, like the mods, uh, like the punks or the, 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 the house music. All those things brought people together. Well, it did, yeah. And, and you just uh, actually just the Afro spot that actually housed uh, the mod uh, movement as well for, for Dublin, because on a Sunday and Wednesday night, that was a mod uh, a mod night, uh, them two particular nights. There was a great DJ, uh, Noel Sinnott. I don't know if you remember I him. I do remember him, yeah, I do. Yeah, and he's still he's still around and he's still playing all that good soul music, you know. And, and, that, and was, uh, so that was down the lane where Buskers or that uh, Boomerang that, or whatever they call it. Yeah, that's that's that lane. It, was at, yeah. it was at the back of the old McBurney's. That's where okay. it was. It was uh, The lane is called Adair Lane and it's just at the back there of the old McBurney's which turned into the Virgin Mega. So what year, was, what year what was that, John? Uh, it would have been about 1984. Two, three. Okay, that's before three, Ian. Three. That's it. That's it. That's before Ian's time. <laughs> yeah, I used to go in there, Niall, Actually, sorry, said Ian. I used to go in there. I went in there in nineteen, the end of nineteen eighty-one, with a few friends, and we dyed our hair blue because we were all big fans of Spando Ballet and Duran Duran. We looked like fools. <laughs> <but Excellent. laughs> well, well, I would have been, the, I would have been the man on the decks there at that stage because I was yeah. the DJ there until, uh, until it kind of. Uh, well, I moved away, so that's and after I moved away, kind of uh, things happened. I don't know what happened with the club, but what I was saying, it was a great meeting point, and it was great because, as uh, as Ian just said, there it was a place where you could dress whatever whatever way you wanted, and nobody would uh, bat an eyelid at you. That was the whole uh, thing about it because it was like a safe haven, but you know, for people that wanted to um, to express themselves. And John, just what I was talking to Ian about just before uh, you come on there, I mean, the nightclub industry is in turmoil, obviously. Now, COVID-19 obviously has done a lot of damage as well, but it was already doomed, wasn't it, John? 
Oh, the nightclubs. I, I, I hate nightclubs now. I really do. I hate them with a passion. Why do you hate them? them? Because there's just, it, it's just like, um, I, I just think it's very kiddish. And I know kids are kids, but there's, there's just so many people are off their faces and everything. You can't even get, you know, it's not just not just the, the drink anymore. It's everything else that goes with it. I yeah, just, but John, I we, John we, were, we were kids. I, I was 17 when I first went to my first nightclub. So, like, we've been there too. So, you know, we all start out at a very young age going to nightclubs. I can kind of understand what you're saying in relation to the music would probably come second or third now as opposed to something else, whereas when we were doing it, people did yeah. go purely for the music. Yeah. And, and that's you the way know, nightclubs, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it was. People went to nightclubs in the 1980s and 90s for the music. The drinking then was optional and meeting a girl yeah. was optional if you did or meet a guy or whatever it was. And that's where you met people, obviously. You met your friends in a nightclub. But primarily the reason you went was that the DJ would play the latest tunes. And that's the well, reason you went. Yeah, well, 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 this is correct. Yeah, I, you know, I have to agree with that, uh, definitely. But I, I just wouldn't be into them now, you know what I mean? No, not now. I personally, of, yeah, I, I would probably agree with you. I mean, some of, some of the tunes right now, all right, I don't understand how the kids understand half the lyrics, even. I, I mean, it's madness. <laughs> but but, I, I mean, but I mean, wait, are we sounding like three old farts on the radio? Because here's the thing. Yeah. I remember if we go back right in time, my father would say the same to me about the music I was listening to in the 80s. How do you listen to that son? What the hell are those lyrics all about? You know, And I'd be listening to stuff like Spandu Ballet, as Ian mentioned earlier on, and all that kind of stuff. So is that just a generational thing that we look upon modern music as being that we just don't understand it and recognise it? I think it is, Noel. Can I just say something very quickly? Uh, there is a lot of really good, good music there available, like from funk, disco, soul... There's a lot of good dance music available, although it's not getting into the mainstream. But modern pop music is deplorable. It's it's horrendously boring and dull because when we were playing pop music in nightclubs, when you were going into rumours or anywhere else, we were playing Stock Egg and Wallam and we were playing good good pop music from Prince, Michael Jackson, George Michael, Madonna, and they were all big floor fillers. That was pop music then. Whereas like pop music now, is it's, it's boring. You couldn't make an impact in a nightclub with it, but that's just the way music has gone. Well, I, but, I I, but I think music has just been coming diluted because there's so many options, as you rightly pointed out. It's easy for anyone to release a song now and just pop it up onto Spotify. In those days, you obviously had to get a record company to produce it, press it, all those kind of things. Yeah, so, so. Uh, so there was a limit to how many songs were available. Now, you know, I, I don't even couldn't even tell you how many songs are released on a weekly basis, but I'm sure it goes into hundreds. So everybody, there's just so much variety and Everybody is not listening to the same music anymore. Where, it, as we pointed out in our day, like three old men here, in our day, can I, we, we had 30 or 40 popular songs. Sorry, John. Can I, just played every in, can I jump in there for a second? Yeah, See, my, 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 my floor fillers were stuff like Susie and the Banshees, The Cure, um, Echo and the Bunny Man, uh, Sister Mercy, The Cult. Uh, they were my floor fillers there in the uh, in the Afro spot. I used to play the Spando ballets, the the Human Leagues, the Fad Gadgets, and stuff like that. But my mainstream was more uh, a little bit more. And I used to play Irish stuff as well. I used to play like the Virgin Prunes, uh, Gavin Friday and his gang, um, mm. Hot House Flowers and stuff. And they often visited the Afro spot as well, which was always a good thing. Well, anyway, I'm. You know, I, I'd probably bow out of this, but I, I used to go and see yourself, Niall. You remember? I used to go and see you in the place, the Rossnery. <laughs> I do. I remember it well, yes. The Rossnery, the place. Yeah. Yeah, and in Club M. You were in Club M. I was in Club M for 18 years, yeah. yeah. You introduced me to the Denon CD player. I did introduce you. I, do, I, I remember you, John. I remember you well. 
Listen, guys, it's been lovely talking to you. I have to go to a break. Thank you very much indeed, John and Ian. I appreciate it. We want to talk about, by the way, where you met. And you can text us in at 87 8 Text us in a, a list of all the nightclubs that you remember from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and maybe the early part of 2000. Most of them are all gone now. And as Ian rightly pointed out, you know, there was 26 alone in Dublin that would have been busy every night of the week. And now it looks like there might only be two or three if they even reopen after COVID. Yeah, it's a sad loss, Niall. Good afternoon. Um, love the show. Yeah, it was... Still am, performer, singer, and I performed in a nightclub in Leeson Street for 15 years. Um, and sadly it closed a, a couple of years back, but um, it was the piano bar and uh, we had a live band on stage. And God, the amount of young people that used to come and see us was unbelievable. And uh, older people coming in and, and the whole lot, great mix, great crowd, great nights, starting at one in the morning, finishing at three. Going home with the birds singing <laughs> in the sky, but uh, sadly missed. I don't think we'll see it again, but they were great times and great days. Paul here, love the show. Yeah, well, Paul, I do remember that, even in the nightclub industry, and, you know, when you had the late gigs, and, and some of the clubs obviously had a better relationship with Ungarda Shikana, and they'd stay open till four and five in the morning, and as you rightly said, you'd be going home with the birds singing. Hi, Niall. Step into my time machine there, boy, and we'll go for a spin. We'll go back to August... 1997 in Cork and we'll walk into town it's a balmy evening we don't need our jackets it's 10 o'clock we'll go straight into Sir Henry's we'll pay in we'll go up the stairs the floor is already sticky and we can already feel the music beating 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 we'll go in it's Wednesday night so it's freak scene freak scene is a place where everyone is welcome no matter whether you're dressed up dressed down looking like a freak or a weirdo does not matter everyone is dancing the only time anyone stops dancing is to go and get a drink it's probably about £2.50 for a vodka and coke but one of the girls has a nagging in her bag so we won't spend much <laughs> we will dance all night when we come out onto the street at half two some of the boys will be so soaked in sweat they'll have to change their tops <laughs> and we'll have a laugh out in the street for another half an hour and then we'll all walk home again happy 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 days they were indeed happy days. You brought back a great memory, of course. Sir Henry's was one of the biggest clubs at the time, one of the most popular clubs in Cork. Let me go to Anne as well. Anne, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Anne? Oh, Anne-Marie. Sorry, Anne-Marie. Oh, hi. Hi, Naya. Hi, Anne-Marie. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, you you remember the nightclubs in Limerick. Which ones did you go to? Uh, I used to go to Polder, um, the Brazen Head. Not so long ago now with the Brazen Head. Yep. But I'll tell you now, one of the best places I ever went to was we used to follow a DJ around. His name was Harry Rooney um, and he was brilliant. Yeah. We used to say, if we were out of a Friday night, Saturday night or Sunday, whatever night our night was, we'd say, where's Harry playing tonight? And we'd literally follow him around. Now, it wasn't like a disco or a nightclub scene. It was like going to the local clubs, football clubs, and he'd yeah. be a DJ there and it was he was like a kind that. of mobile DJ, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he would, would be on... And what was his name again? Place. He'd be delighted to hear you giving him a mention on the year. What well, was his, his name was Harry his was? His name was Harry Rooney. Harry now, Rooney. He, he passed away a few years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, but God bless him. He was brilliant. Yeah. Um, we, as I said, we would get in there and we wouldn't need a drink. You wouldn't need anything, just the music. And it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I have seven sisters and we used to all go out together when we were younger. And we'd be all into different types of music. But by the end of the disco, we'd be all up on the floor and 
looking forward to the sing song when the DJ be finished. It was brilliant. And do you think and do, 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 do you think children? When I say children, eighteen to twenty year olds now. Are they missing, well, uh, leaving aside COVID, forget about COVID, but are they, are they kind of missing out on that whole scene yeah. because it's changed so much? Yeah, they are. And I think now, like, I hear now my youngsters saying, like, youngsters, 18 to 26, saying we're going out at the weekend. And you're saying to them around 8 or 9, I, I thought you were going out. And they say, yeah, we're going to club at about 11. Yeah. And you're saying, what? Shall we just go out at 7? The DJ would be on at nine, but he'd be going to one or two in the morning. Yeah. And then you'd have a sing song after it. Abso- absolutely, yeah. It was a full night out, it was. And some lovely memories. Thank you very much indeed. I'm sure the people of Limerick, we're delighted to hear you mention all those places. Loads of names coming in from Ingalls and Salorg and the Pink Elephants Club 92, Peakers and Dunleary, great days. Somebody else says uh, the Brasserie, uh, the Brasserie Buttery, Reynards, Lily Bo- Lily's. B- Lily's Bordello. Everyone gets it wrong and says Lily's Bordello, Lily Bordellos, but it's actually Lily's Bordello. Of course, I worked there at one point as well. Coco's Car Wash worked in Coco's as well. Itchy Feet, Marley's Level 4, the Playhouse, of course, in Tal of the Spa, while Club 92, Rumours, Night Elves. Oh, so many memories here, by the way, of all these wonderful nightclubs. Somebody else says uh, Coke, uh, Coco's Red, Sidetracks in Cork, uh, 80s and 90s, Happiest Days, Paula, the Villa Fan in Cork. Um, and people are just texting in all of these places. They went to Claire's uh, Sardis. <gasps> Sardis was the first nightclub gig I ever did in my life. And that was a long, long time ago. Saint Sands, Tomango, Jets, Rooters, Stardust, Sloopies, Lord John's, which was, of course, just off Sackville Place and of O'Connell Street, TV Club, Tara Club, Apartment, Abraxas. Abraxas. Uh, that comes in from Leem in Swords. Um, uh, so he says, the Disco and the Gresham Hotel. Oh, uh, well, the Disco and the Gresham was rumours uh, that would even be full on a weekend or a weeknight. Uh, full of happy young people dancing in a summary of colours like a scene from a John uh, Beachman uh, poem. All right. OK. I'll be Jimin. That's what he meant. All right. Uh, the Eric Nightclub in Drada. Yes. Uh, look, the privilege in Longford. Somebody else says they're just naming them all. They're naming them all. Some wonderful memories. I'm going to come back to that, actually. We might come back to that tonight because it's a great topic. And I'm sure it brings back lots of memories for people. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.